All right, welcome to Throwing Darts. Right now, my name is Paul, and I'm accompanied by DB and none other than Jeremy Payton. So, uh, DB, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Uh, excited to be here. Um, hopefully, give give the people a little bit of a gambling fix. Um, I miss gambling personally, um, but one of the great things to come out of the coronavirus is my realization that I'm a world class. Uh, UFC handicapper, um, which we can get into a little bit later, but um, you know, I feel like I have a lot of really good insight. And one of the things I hope to do on this show is offer you a little bit of insight into the method behind what some would describe as madness um, behind some of my picks. And his counterpart is none other than Jeremy Payton. What do we got, oh, Jeremy? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, coming to you live from my dungeon, um, I am well known as a degenerate losing gambler. Um, I do a really good job of getting out ahead and then just quickly throwing it all away, including today. Um, so we're staying hot on trend right now. So coronavirus hasn't changed me. So tell me a little bit about your current situation. What are you What are you referring to? Uh, so. Today, I took six stocks at 2.30 and bet where they'd be over under some obscure line um, and won four of the six to put myself up a hefty $47. And as a result, I was like, oh, so I know everything now. So let me just bet the under on Bitcoin and Ether. And um, they both missed and I quickly lost $252. And then knowing all that I know, obviously I went double or nothing and went under again for three hours later and I've just been sitting here watching the ticker ever since and it's not been fun. So where are we at right now? Uh, during introductions, I went from behind to ahead on Bitcoin by a couple bucks um, and Ether, I'm ahead by about 30 cents right now. Um, but considering it's on a decline, what I've learned today is that when it goes down, it then immediately rockets back up. So surely we're, we will be in trouble any minute. All right, just throwing darts. Keep us posted as uh, as the pod goes For on. Sure. So uh, DB of 49 this Saturday gave us a, a much needed sports live sports gambling fix um, that we were all welcome to. And it involved it exactly what it sounds like just throwing darts at the board something we know entirely nothing about but uh our db db had some picks uh as, as so did jeremy payton takes take us through your your thought process on your picks db yeah so um my picks in ufc 49 actually went six and two uh unfortunately i didn't place any of those bets um i tailed um, I tailed someone and you know that's really the story of my life when it comes to this but uh, officially on the record I was six and two I announced all my picks beforehand um, and every pick that we didn't make that I made I could just tell immediately from the look of the fighter exactly what was going to happen and that's when I knew that I can really see things before they happen so I'm looking forward to really reversing that fortune on Wednesday because I just I have a feel for the look in a fighter's eye and uh, that's reflected by the fact that I went six and two on bets that I didn't make on uh, Saturday. So tell us a little bit about the bets that you did make. Bets that I didn't make. 
They stunk. They were terrible. They were good. They were not good. We yeah. were I've been losing. We were actually we did fantastic on the women's side. People try and count us out. What we do know is is the women. We did win the only uh, women's fight of the day and lost all the men's fights, but we won the women's fight. There's no doubt about that. The Cookie Monster, when she came out, I just knew that we had a winner, and you just had that feeling. Cookie Monster was a warrior. I think one of the judges actually ruled in favor of the other fighter, which was the most... That, that should be counted as a crime against humanity because Cookie Monster was dominant from start to finish and is now my new female uh, my favorite, favorite female fighter. Was this the same fight that had two separate judges? One of them had Cookie Monster 30-27 and the other judge had Cookie Monster losing 27-30? to 30? Is right. that right? Yes. Horrible judging all night long. That's why Cowboy Cerrone lost. That's why Word of Lost was just terrible judging. Um, the picks were all perfect, uh, and then the judges just didn't like us. That's clearly what happened. The the fact that we bet against my my guy Francis is one of the in a life filled with regret. It's up there, very high on the list of regrets. When Francis came out, the guy is is sculpted from heaven. We I knew that I I would have been better off lighting that money on fire. But ultimately, uh, Wednesday is going to be a new day, and I'm convinced we're going to get it all back. So Saturday night, total meltdown, as we alluded to. Right. What was our What was our final stat line, Jeremy? Uh, just, just give us win I losses. Don't... We don't need to go into the uh, minutia of, <laughs> of, of like currency. In... Right, I think it was like one in seven. Maybe it was one in six. It wasn't good, whatever it was. It was one hand, and they just kept on piling up. But it was Go one grab my belt, because you need a spanking baby. That's what it felt like. That indeed. <laughs> however, however, Jeremy woke up on Sunday morning. I guess he had the mm. Mother's Day vibes in him, and he just had an itch. Tell us about that itch you scratched there, Jeremy. Oh, yeah. Well, after a night like that, you got to come back alive the next day, rip, roaring, ready to go. Uh, I was pretty pissed at DB for claiming all these wins on these super heavy favorites after the fact um, and when it was far too late to place the bets. Uh, so I was like, you know what? One thing I do know is Belarus soccer. And so it was like, you know, these guys who I don't even recall their name are at the top of the table. And these other guys are at the bottom. So we're going to take them to win. And then these other two teams who I also don't remember, Eight. they score a good amount. We're going to take them to score over one goal in the first half. And sure enough, in the first minute of the game, the team we bet to win was down 1-0. Um, they went up 3-1. Then they threw it all away to make it 3-3 just to keep us on our toes. But then our great coach put to, put in some some scrub sub who scored two goals for us, got us that first win. And then an own goal helped us out, and we were able to, to come through with two total goals in that second game. So all over Belarus soccer, that's what we absolutely do know. And that put some money back in my pocketbooks before I decided to throw it all away again today. Where are we at in terms of, uh, speaking of throwing things away, uh, have, have the markets moved at all in the last few minutes? Oh, it's, it's, like, it's like a dead lock right now. Bitcoin is exactly on and Ether is exactly on and it's just stressing me out entirely because it just goes a little up, a little down, a little up, a little down, just right on the money. Um, and we got 37 minutes left and it's gonna clearly come right down to the wire. Just praying to break even right now, praying to break even. 
So what you're telling me on Sunday morning is that you just you were just throwing darts at the board. You you obviously put a little bit of thought into it, right? Oh yeah. And and given the fact that I you know you know I was I'm all I'm all behind Team Peyton. You know, I hopped on that and I had no idea what I'm doing. Nothing's better. Nothing's better than that blind tail. You know what I mean, DB? That blind, <laughs> that blind tail when you don't know anything that's going on, but you know what? You know, your boy has an itch and uh, hey, if it's good for him, it's good for me. And you know, the thing is, I was, I was a little harsh, a little critical of our Saturday picks. So I felt like not only did I know nothing, I knew even less than Jeremy did on Sunday, but I felt like I needed to tail him so that we could still be friends this week. So I jumped on that and honestly winning, that was just a really big moment, I think for, for everybody to come back together. And uh, you know, we didn't cl climb all the way out of the hole, but we climbed out enough to know that there's still air out there in the earth because we were buried like the undertaker. So. So to pull, so to pull the audience behind the curtain, in the group chat, the group chat started, you know, positive at about what six p.m. Central Standard Time, and it didn't last until the main event, the pay per view. We lasted one match into that, and then, Jeremy, take us through your thought process on on what you were feeling when you were reading the group chats and hearing well, your DB's <laughs> messages. He's just touting these picks that we've already bet against. He's, he's giving me all these guys who are minus 300, and he's like, this guy's clearly going to win. It's like, no kidding. There's a reason that that line is the way it is. Also, we already met the other guy, so, you, so your positivity towards uh, our bet losing really doesn't help at all. You were so sure that we were going to lose that I feel like you willed it to happen. In the same way that on Sunday morning, I willed our one team to score a goal in the 80th minute. So I didn't like that level of, you know, negativity in general and positivity towards knowing our bet was going to lose. Uh, and that was pretty consistent throughout the night. Uh, so I, I just wrote, wrote it off and decided to just be angry and bet. So essentially Peyton, Jeremy Peyton left the group chat at about 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, right? Literally left or yeah, forced us to, <laughs> forced us to go, you know, like some scrubs text one another in a, in a private chat right but he woke up the next day it was a new day and he came through let me tell you something in the last dance documentary that i've been enjoying on espn uh scotty pippen uh decided to sit out at the end of one of the games um in the 94 season and Scotty was given an opportunity to kind of make amends for that in the documentary for being petty and making a mistake and while he admitted he made a mistake, and I admit maybe I made a mistake by attacking, as Scotty said, I don't regret it one bit. We're on to the next one, so. On to the next one, and Nelson took that same mentality, took that same mentality into today. Tell us about the, uh, tell us about the four heaters that you went on this afternoon. Oh yeah, new, new Goldman Sachs was gonna be under at the end of the day today. That absolutely came through. New FedEx was under, new Apple was up. We, we just, we knew all these things um, until we decided to take the turn on cryptocurrency and like quintuple the value that we we're gonna be betting on things. So now Bitcoin and Ether are both over right now. And I've got half an hour to go and it's not looking good. Is it possible that 
because the market knew that a shark was in it, in on it based on how much blood you sensed in the water this afternoon that the crypto markets manipulated themselves to conspire against you that's probably the most likely scenario honestly it's just a good thing that they kept these things that you can only bet 100 bucks on because there was a point where i was trying to go like all in on ether under and then it lost so it's I'm glad I only lost $125 on that, but we'll end up losing $250 because I decided to double down. That's what we do here. Whoa, a new day. A new day is coming. And on it's like it's like we couldn't get enough of Saturday live sports. We get some more on Wednesday. The UFC is coming through big for us. We got future bets coming up. Uh DB, you want to take us through a few of your bets? Yeah, so. I've got two winners for you, and uh, I'll kind of provide you the rationale and the science behind it. Uh, first of all, I believe this is the welterweight division. Um, I'll take you kind of behind the curtains a little bit. I like to evaluate fighters on a few different characteristics. One is uh, is kind of, I like to take a, a look at a picture of both of them. You can tell a lot about someone's makeup by kind of the way they carry themselves. Uh, two is I like to figure out where they're from because it's the places that you grow up and the places that um, you're from that really make you. So you can tell a lot about a man or a woman, shout out Cookie Monster, by where they're from. And then third, uh, I like to just go on a feeling. Um, and I can't always explain these feelings, but when you have a win-loss record like I do of six and two on Saturday, um, you know, the results speak for themselves. So I have two picks that I really like um, for for Wednesday's uh, competition. First is Alex Hernandez, minus 110. Let me tell you why I like Alex. Alex is training. He's So on everyone's card, they are coming to the fight from, right? Training out of San Antonio, Texas. You can't fuck with a Texan in the eye of the storm. So I like Alex Hernandez for that reason. He's also fighting a guy named Drew Dober. Drew looks like an idiot. He has a stupid name and he's from Omaha, Nebraska. So I like Alex Hernandez at minus 110. I think that's great value. Um, he's actually not the favorite. He's a slight, slight uh, underdog in that fight. Uh, Mike Hernandez coming through at 11 and 2 with Drew Dober at 22 and 9. So winning percentage yeah, wise. I like that pick. That's how you know that, that one's going to go down in flames. I oh, like I don't like the fact that you like that pick. But, um, <laughs> so we're in consensus that when we all agree on a pick, it's not a good thing. Bad one. Oh, it's a guarantee. Not a good thing, but we still got to go go for it. Oh, we're still, yeah. Logic, one time darts. Logic one time points to it. And then this is really. One of my value picks. This is where I think we might be able to climb out of some holes. Um, my second pick is Mr. Carl Roberson at plus 145. He is fighting an Italian guy. And I'm going to give you the reasons why I think Carl's going to win. First of all, Carl spells his name with a K, which I love. Always been a big fan of Carl with a K. I don't like when most people spell their name incorrectly, but Carl with a K is a very nice spelling. So I like that. Uh, second one, Carl's opponent is from Italy. Italy <laughs> is where the coronavirus was pretty bad. So it's possible this fight doesn't even happen and you can have the thrill of placing a bet without the bet <laughs> actually having to uh, go through. And then 
you know, third is I took a look at a photo of both of them. The one guy has some really terrible tattoos. Carl just looks like a guy who eats clean and trains well. So uh, Carl Roberson at 145 at plus 145 just seems like free money. I'm all on board with that Carl with that Carl hot take right there because of the fact that how many Carls do you know? Are we still making Carls in the year 2020? How many Carls do you know, DB? They don't make Carls like they used to, that's for sure. Unless it's <laughs> Carls Jr. and no one likes that stuff. So shout out to Carl <laughs> with a K Roberson fighting out. Carl Jr. I'm really Jeremy. You got any? You got any Carls in your life, Jeremy? That's my middle name. <laughs> Not kidding. <laughs> Jeremy Carl man. Payton, JKP, man. JKP. All right, all right, Jeremy, what do you got? What are your uh what are your picks for a Wednesday night? All right. Um so I've I have decided that I really like um Azure, but he's at minus one seventy. I just love undefeated going up against uh Kelleher. Kelleher's twenty and ten. Uh, I love undefeated over that. Um, I think I said earlier in the group chat that uh, Kelleher. Uh, no, sorry, that's a different pick. Azuri undefeated. I also like um, Moises against Johnson. Johnson is he's a uh, Moises is minus one twenty. Johnson is like three and seven in his last ten fights, uh, so he's pretty washed up. Uh, he's twenty and fifteen. He's like a five hundred level fighter, but Moises. Uh, and then I really like Linz against Arlovsky. Linz is minus 155. Arlovsky's three and nine since 2016. Arlovsky is an old man. Uh, he's got nothing left in him. Um, so to get Linz, who's 14 three at minus 155, I like. Those are all in the prelims. As far as like the big time fights go, I'm leaning Smith against Teixeira, but I'm not entirely sure. And then I like uh, St. Pro against Rothwell at minus 150. Um, but we'll see. I have to do a little bit more research. I actually had the opposite take on Vittori Roberson. Vittori go, takes every fight the distance, and uh, he wins by decision. Uh, and I think it's like I think he's like 14-3, um, taking it down to the wire. Uh, and Roberson's coming off a couple um, fights against weaker opponents. But we'll have to sort more of that out later. Also, Bitcoin way up, Ether way up. I got 25 minutes left, and I'm done. <laughs> So a couple, so, couple uh, points on, on some of your fights. I love St. Pro as well. He had that, that kind of eye of the tiger look, so we should definitely stay away from that one uh, since we both like that one. And then uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, uh, Azur is fighting a guy whose nickname is Boom. How do you feel fading a guy whose nickname is Boom who has what looks to be a cross tattoo running down the entire front of his body yeah the more i've read about boom um the less i like him though i read a couple uh takes on his fight and it was pretty much like um at one point he showed promise now he's old uh he's not very good and uh the other guy's got a three inch reach advantage and is undefeated whereas boom's only chances to knock the guy out uh, he pretty much loses if it goes deeper. And I think Azuri's got a pretty good defense. Boom looks like uh, Jeremy Renner's character from the town. Um, just a psychopath who you could potentially 
uh, either get in a fight with in a bar or buy drugs off of. Um, but yeah, no, I think based on what we both just talked about, we've got some guaranteed winners. So JP, you mentioned about being on a hot streak with uh, with the women, uh, UFC-wise. Um, how about this Eubanks-Morris match? What do you got there? I mean, I know it's a huge, huge minus 400 favorite. You got the USA versus versus Canada. There's no, there's no, um, there's no doubt about who's gonna win that match. But how about maybe parlaying that with? Uh, we could we could throw we could throw a parlay in there with one undefeated guys at minus 170 if we wanted to. Honestly, the odds are so large that's probably not worth it. Um, I, and and even from what I read, it wasn't it wasn't like an absolute guarantee. I mean, you look back at what we did last couple of days ago with Wordham. We threw Wordham in there because he was supposed to be a lock, and then he lost. So I wouldn't like Eubanks isn't that much better than than Morris from what I read. So uh, I'm gonna probably stay away from it. I also don't think that Morris wins either though. So I don't think it's worth. Who did, uh, might be something who did Wordham fight? At going the distance or something. Who did Wordham fight? Uh, that was your Polish. The that Polish was... guy you love. Oh, God. I could have told you that one. You should have asked me before we made the bet. Thanks. Easy for you to say now. Yeah. You, I... know, what, you, know, you know what bet I did like or I do like is the uh, – over unders on the uh, on the rounds, you know. Usually it's at like two and a half, right? On a three round a three round fight, I I'm 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 liking that. You know, is it going to be a knockout or is it going to be a decision? The knockouts are way more fun to watch. Yeah, I think- not not a big fan of the grappling, honestly. I could live without the grappling, but give me give me someone getting a concussion that's probably going to cause them lifelong. Trauma, that's what I'm signing up for UFC from quarantine for. How do you feel about the Yeah, I think um, the couple... Yeah, I think, I think Vittori's fight's supposed to go a distance, and you can get it at, like, minus 200. The fact that Vittori has had one fight ended before, like, it goes to the, the judges' scorecards makes me think that if you can get that one at it's at like 200 or something take that one at minus 200 seems like a good bet when all of them go the distance and before this weekend have had you guys ever um you know threw some darts at ufc matches Uh, i've lost (laughs) i i famously bet mcgregor to beat mayweather in the boxing match Uh, (laughs) and i think if a few things gone differently I probably would have gotten a win there, so kind of still feel like that was highway robbery. But yeah, uh, my previous UFC betting pretty much starts and ends at um, betting on McGregor. Uh, But that was before I knew that I kind of, I had an eye for it. So I think probably moving forward, I'll probably be pretty involved in the sport. Do you mean mean moving forward, you would have took Floyd Mayweather in a boxing match against somebody who's never right. boxed before. I took Floyd in that one. That's one that I got right, surprisingly enough. That's true. Um, it, I probably would take Floyd if I could do it again, but one of my life mottos is uh, no regrets, so I don't regret it. Speaking of regrets, Nelson, how's your uh, stock market How's your stock market doing? not good. It's not good. It's not terrible. But that almost makes it worse because I'm clinging on to hope. 
Bitcoin $15 over, Ether $0.38 cents over. Uh, problem is I haven't been playing from ahead yet. I'd love to play from ahead one time. Like I'd love to get a little bit of a gap. We got to get under and then ride the little wave back up and still be on top. Um, we haven't been there. Every time it dips under, it just comes right back over over the, the over under line. So it's not looking good and I really shouldn't have done this. I like the surfing wave uh, or surfing metaphor, man. Are you guys the type where if you're betting on something and you're not actually watching it or you can't watch it, are you constantly refreshing your computer or refreshing your phone or are you putting your phone down and just letting the magic happen? That's all I did Sunday morning. All I did Sunday morning was was watch the freaking game center of that Belarus soccer game. When like really? I was in the entire thing, when we got that fifth goal in the 93rd minute, I was ecstatic. That's the first time I looked at it. I think I just watched the game center for almost two hours. Let me describe my ideal gambling scenario for you. Um, it's not following, it's not gambling on a sport that I know a lot about where I think I'm right and then watching the whole game and watching it unravel. My ideal scenario is Jeremy Payton sends me some picks on like a Saturday night. I place the bets in time, which is a bit of work in general. I go out and get tuned up, wake up in the morning to winners and haven't paid attention the entire time. That's my ideal scenario when it comes to uh, gambling um, because the anxiety of watching it all fall apart um, as a witness is just emotionally traumatizing. My, my, my favorite gambling is waking up at about 10, 10.30, placing your pick, for instance, college basketball, right? You got games that start at 11, all right? So you make your picks, you throw your darts, and then you're locked in. You know, you're watching CBS, you're watching ESPN Plus. Uh oh, Jeremy, what do we got, Jeremy? What do we got? No, do we got? it's just it's right. It's right on the bubble. It's just all it is. They're both just sitting there right in the wire, and I just keep checking the clock to wonder how much time I got left in here. It's just not. Minutes. This isn't a good time. Hang in there. So what? As I was saying, I love I love Jeremy's expressions, his, his anxiety. I can feel it through the screen. Um, as I was saying, I love watching the games, and it's you know forty three to to fifty one, and you are just so mad at this nineteen year old kid who just missed the first shot of a one in one free throw because they can't put the damn game away. So then the other team comes back, hits a big three, gets a stop, hits another big three, and next thing you know, it's one possession, and then you're just you're shitting yourself because you just thought you had the money in the bank. Oh man, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. <laughs> How thrilling is it when you search for a team that you bet on and they're not in the ESPN app? That's when you know that you have gone, uh, as they say in the wire, way down in the hole because. Um, I know for the the Belarusian soccer, hopefully that's how you say Belarus, the the plural fashion. Uh, I know once I couldn't find them on the ESPN app, I knew that we had some winners. Well, Jeremy Payton is the king, king of the obscure bet. He'll he'll give you some one double A college basketball game that you have to search for the, the betting site doesn't even have it listed yet but somehow Jeremy just has the foresight of that one's gonna be the winner it's incredible I think I only win obscure bets 
I don't yeah. think I went mainstream belts. I've got the. I have what's the low temperature going to be in um, in Seattle tomorrow. I took that bet. What is that? <laughs> I think it's took oh, under 54 and a half is the low temperature, I think. What was today's temperature? Give us that. Was that? You do, did you do any research? Did you look at today's yeah. temperature? Yeah, 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 what, I what did. Was, what was today? I don't know. It just said that the low tomorrow was probably going to be around 54, I think. So I was like, all right, under 54 and a half. We just got to have it touch 54 one time. It's fine. Just one time, you know, before the sun's it. up, you know, get it over with quick. You know? Right. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, boys. Well, uh, DB, you got any parting words? Uh, I just encourage everyone to stay safe and stay home. Uh, only the frontline economic freedom fighters should really be going to work right now. Um, and I hope everyone uh, makes a lot of money on Wednesday uh, so that we can get geared up for um, the, the gambling season ahead, which includes a little bit of Bundesliga at the weekend. Um, it's going to be good. Jeremy, what do we got? Um, don't bet, but if you do, find something obscure to bet on, and surely you'll find a way into a couple random wins. Well, next time we talk, we will find out what happened with Jeremy's thrilling Seattle temperature bet. Hopefully it reaches that 54 degrees. For DB, Jeremy Payton, I'm Paul. Thanks for listening to Throwing Darts. Happy betting. <laughs>